Okay, good morning. Good Chodesh. Okay, I know it's short today, but at least we'll get, uh, we'll get a, a full piece of Gemara in. Okay, so we are on Chaf Aleph Amad Aleph. <coughs> Let's see where, exactly where we are. We are up to... By the two dots. By the two dots. That's a good guess. Correct. Okay. Um, okay, yes. About eight lines down. Two, four, six, eight. Eight lines down. Amar Rav Yehuda. Okay. So we're going to discuss now the source that, uh, we're going to bring the sources that there are two brachos that we are obligated daily minatora, that is benching and berchas atorah. So the Gemara says as follows, Amar Rav Yehuda, From where do we know that we are obligated, biblically, minatora, to recite benching after we eat? Shneemar is all familiar with the Pasuk, V'achalta v'savalta uveirachta. Right from Parshas Ekev. Uh, we should eat, be satisfied, and then you should bench. How do you know you have to make a bracha before we learn? How do we know that that's minatorah? When Moshe was about to sing the shira, about to give them Torah, he says, I will call out the name of Hashem before I teach, and you will say, Amen. You'll give greatness to Hashem by saying, Amen. That's how Rashi explains it. Rashi said, When Moshe started to speak he told them, this, I'm reading Rashi now, let me first go ahead, and <clears throat> prior to my teaching Torah, let me go ahead and bless Hashem's name. And you will answer after me, Amen. So the hair from where we learn, before one engages in Talmud Torah, <clears throat> He should go ahead and give a bracha. So we see that both benching after eating and make a bracha before learning are minatora. Gemara continues. Rabbi Yochanan was going to try to expand this to teach that even making a bracha after learning and making a bracha before hamotzi is also minatora. Right? The Torah only obligates us in benching after we eat. Vachalta, you eat, then you bench. Rabbi Yochanan is going to say not only is that minatora, but even the hamotzi before. Now we know. That's how we paskin. But Rabbi Yochanan wanted to suggest that the bracha, not only after benching, but even before we eat, is minatora, and not only the bracha before we make learn, but even after learn. Listen to us. Are those the only two brachas that are Only two. That's the only two. The only two, therefore, if you have a suffix, whether you said them, you have to go back. Those are the only two brachas. Everyone agrees Berchas HaTorah, Berchas HaMazon is Midiraisa. Most opinions hold that, that um, Berchas HaTorah before learning is also Minatora. Not all opinions, but most. But universally, everyone agrees that Benching is Minatora. <coughs> so says Rabbi Yochanan, Lamanu Berchas HaTorah Lacharel, Min Berchas HaMazon, Mikal Vachomer. His reasoning is going to be very circling. He's circular. He says, how do we know that even making a bracha after we learn is minatora? Because you bench after you eat. And how do I know, how do I know that meaning a bracha before we eat bread, is minatora? Because you make a bracha before learning. So let's, let's try to understand this. He says, How do I know that I'm obligated afterwards again? Kishem Hashem Ekra teaches us that before you learn, you have to make a bracha. He's going to say, now I'm going to show you that you have to make a bracha even before. What's the, what's the, what's the Kavachomer? What's his logic? When it comes to eating, you don't have to make a bracha <coughs> beforehand, but only afterwards. By Talmud, If benching does not require bracha before, you have to bench afterwards. 
So learning, if you have to make a bracha before, then kavachom, you have to make a bracha afterwards. It's a little... We'll get to it in a second. And then he says, And how do I know that I have to make a bracha um, before hamotzi? Meaning, before I eat bracha hamotzi, how do I know that's not Torah? Torah, you do not require afterwards, but you do require to the You do need to make it beforehand. Then by Berch Samozan, if you bench afterwards, of course you have to make a bracha beforehand. It's circular logic. Everyone has a very difficult time understanding this. How do I know you have to make a bracha after you learn? Because you make a bracha after you eat. Meaning, if I make a bracha before I learn, then I certainly have to make a bracha after I learn. And we learn that from benching. And from benching, we learn the exact opposite. It's very, very circular reasoning. <clears throat> so, Kavachomer is Minat Torah. Usually, right. In other words, his logic is, if by benching, I require bracha after, even though I don't require it beforehand, anywhere where I require bracha beforehand, then I certainly have to have it afterwards. But it's not grounded in, in, in solid thought process. So we'll get to that in a second. Let's just, let's just finish the Gemara, and we'll, we'll talk for a couple minutes. So the Gemara says, So again, Yochanan wants to try to say that hamotzi, before we eat, is minat Torah, and, bent, and making a bracha after we learn is minat Torah. So Gemara says, I'll ask you two questions on that, on that logic. You can ask, the reason you make a bracha after you eat is because that's what gives us hana. We, we need that in order to live. But when it comes to learning, when you stop, that's when you want to make a bracha. When you're about to start, that's our chai olam, that's our ruchnis. You're stopping. Now you want to make a bracha? You make a bracha after you eat because you're satiated from eating. You make a bracha before you learn, but after you learn, you're stopping chai olam. That, that's, that's what gives us all the schar in the world. So you're going to thank Hashem now after you stop? If you continue, then you make a bracha before you engage in... in <coughs> oh. So hold that thought. We're going to say the most unbelievable offlaw. We discussed it a few months ago. Correct. We discussed this last couple weeks ago. Correct. Correct. Oh, these are all good. I'm going to give a hafla that's going to blow us all away. The oh, the Gemara asks one more question. I'll show you with Gemara and the Mishnah we just did yesterday. I'll prove to you that it cannot be Minat Torah because our Mishnah said that a Ben, that a Bal Keri, someone who had a seminal mission overnight, remembers that he didn't yet go to mikvah and he's davening. So we said that he's Maharer. He just thinks about Kriyashma but doesn't say the brachos. He just thinks about it. So the Gemara says, but what does he do? He he also mentions he has to bench. He has to be mivarech afterwards, but not before. Right? He doesn't say amotzi, because that's only midrabanon, we said. Alamazon, he should think about it. He can't articulate it, but he should think about it. So the says, V'ot is not in our mission that we just learned yesterday. Alamazon, mivarech l'achra, v'ein mivarech l'fanav. Shows that he only makes the benching in his mind, because that's Torah, but he does not say the bracha v'amotzi in his mind, which clearly shows that that's only midrabanon. So you, Rabbi Yochanan, wants to extend from this Kalvachomer and show that even Hamotzi's Minatora, the Gemara, the Mishnah refutes that. Because it says all Balkari has to think in his mind is the benching, but not the bracha before it, the Hamotzi. And that's because it's only Midrabanan. So we do not pass like Rabbi Yochanan. We only hold that benching, benching is Minatora. The bracha of Hamotzi is not Minatora. We also pass that the bracha before learning is Minatora, not afterwards. Everyone has tons of questions. Good. Because it's very hard to understand. So. <clears throat> What's the bracha? Oh, it's a great question. So, some say it's referring to the, when you get an aliyah, some just say there's a separate bracha that we used to make after we learned just to give shevach v'odah, but 
it's hard to say that the Kriya of Satorah is actually the learning. That's, that's, a, lear, that's a din in Kriya, not necessarily learning, but we don't really have a language today for that bracha. Now, we don't, we don't hold it's Torah anyway, so... Okay, so it's very hard to understand exactly what's happening here. So there was the Rebbe of the Chassam Sofer, he wrote a um, parish on the Gemara called the Hafla, and he also wrote something on Chumash, which is unbelievable, called the Panim Yafos. So <clears throat> in his Hakdam and his introduction to Masachis Ksubos, he says the following. He brings this Gemara. Now, we discussed this about five or six daf ago, but it's this Gemara, so it's, it's, it'd be criminal not to go ahead and bring it here. <clears throat> He's trying to understand what's the driving force behind this Kavach Homer. It's a very, very hard Kavach Homer to understand. So he says as follows. He says, before a person engages in Olam Hazer, he is, the expectations are unbelievable. He's having a barbecue on Labor Day. He sees a double beef burger waiting for him. And he, he can't wait. He's so excited for the, he can't wait for the, for the grill to keep going and for it to be ready. Super excited. He can't wait to devour it. And once he's done, eh, overrated. Eh, you know, he, he's, uh, it, it definitely wasn't worth the wait. It wasn't worth the money. A little bit of a letdown. He says this is in stark contrast when it comes to Gemara, to Torah. When you, after you learn it, it's just the opposite. You feel elevated. <clears throat> he says when it comes to Torah, one must taste the Torah first. What is the, in Tehillim, Perk we say, Ta'amu uru'u kitov Hashem. You have to first taste the goodness from Hashem, then you can see how, how, how sweet it is. Va'aravna. He says as follows. He says, we realize that after we engage in Torah that we underestimated it. Okay? So it's, it's so much more than we anticipated. So in the morning, before we learn, when we're tired and we're exhausted, you have to make the bracha. But he says, listen to what he says now. He says, after someone eats, after someone eats, they're bloated, right? You have a good meal, you un- up- unbuckle your belt. If you were to offer someone another piece of steak after they ate a full meal, they'd brech, they'd vomit. They, 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 they would run away. They have to unbutton their belt. They're, they're so uncomfortable. And yet you have to make a bracha afterwards. So of course you'd have to make a bracha before. By learning, it's the exact opposite. Before, we're not so excited. You're getting up at 5.30 in the morning to do the daf yomi. You're getting up before, and you're exhausted, you're tired. Oh, I have to make shear. But after you hear an hour shear, you are so thrilled that if someone, is there ever, do we ever reach a point where someone says, I'm going to give you one more toast for us after a two-hour shear, and you say, I'm going to brach. Of course not. One more toast for us is, is amazing, right? <clears throat> it's the exact opposite. So that's what he says here. He says, if you're obligated to make a bracha after you eat, after you already feel bloated, and you realize your excitement leading up to the barbecue was really unfounded, unwarranted, it was good, but it certainly was overrated. And the Torah mandates you have to make a bracha, then kalvachomer, before you eat, when you're not bloated and disgusted, you have to make a bracha. And if the Torah, this is explaining the kalvachomer, and if you have to make a bracha before you start learning, when you're tired and exhausted and you're not really into the, into the sugya, how much more so after you feel spiritually elevated and you, you're uplifted and you learned a, a, a new sugya, how much more so you have to make a bracha? That's, that's how he explains the svara. So listen to what he says now. But the Kalachomer doesn't go from uh, Mozon to, to, to learning. And I know that each of them are on the... On the uh, he, right, so correct. So that's how he's saying to reinterpret it. He's not saying connect benching to this. You're right, saying each individually, benching and learning, correct. But then he says something amazing. He said, we say, Am this is such a beautiful thought, the nation that's Mekadesh, that sanctifies the seventh day Shabbos, everyone will be satisfied. We will be satisfied, and you will have Tanog, will have pleasure, rest from, from your goodness. He says, anything in, in, in the Gashmi's world, in the physical realm, 
you can never have Tanog and Svia. Tanog means you feel very good, it's delightful. Svia means you're satisfied. So again, if you have a really, really, really large smorgasbord before a wedding, you're already bloated. So once you reach the point of sphere that you're satiated, you're not, it's not pleasant anymore. If I'd offer you another piece of, uh, of chicken, you'd vomit. You have to unbuckle your belt. You can never have sphere and tano, because once you reach the point of sphere of satiated, that you're full and bloated, it's no longer pleasant. The only thing <clears throat> that, you can, that you can have tano by is money, physical. But you can never have svia. Oev kesef lo yispa kesef. You can never have enough money. You can have enough that you're uncomfortable, but it'll never be enough because our nature is oev kesef. Someone who loves money lo yispa kesef will never be satiated. So there's no one in, in nowhere in olamagashri in the physical realm can you have both svia and tano because once you've reached svia satiation satisfied, you've already crossed the threshold of tano. It's not the case by by Torah. It says by Torah you can be satisfied, but you never full to the point where you're going to vomit enough to unbuckle your belt. The only place you can have is Svi and Tanog together is Am Mekad Shvi. Those who are Mekadish, when it comes to Olam Aruchni, says the Hafla, Am Mekad Shvi, Kulam Yisbu Angumi Tevecha. The only place that you can actually have Svi and Tanog is those who are Am Mekad Shvi when it comes to the Olam Aruchni. He says that's what's going on in this Gemara here. So that's why if you have to make a bracha after you bench, when you're already bloated and you realize that the barbecue was overrated, oh, it was okay, it wasn't worth the money for the, for the grade A cut, it wasn't worth the hour and a half grilling, and you have to make a bracha, kalvachomer, before, when you're anticipating the barbecue, you have to make a bracha. And when it comes to, we, we wind up rejecting this, but this is explaining the Svar of Rabbi Yochanan. And when it comes to learning, if I have to make a bracha before I'm learning, when I'm bleary-eyed, it's cold outside, not in Florida, but when you're getting up at 5 a.m. to catch a dafyomi in New York, and you have to make a bracha then, then how much more so after Tamur Uki after you tasted the sweetness of Arvna and, and the goodness and the clarity of the Torah, then you have to make a bracha. And he says that the only time that ever happens where you have Sviyantanu together, it can't happen by anything that's physical in this world, because once you've already reached Sviya satiation, you've crossed the threshold, you're no longer comfortable. But when it comes to Divrei Torah, when it comes to Olam Aruchni, Amikache Shvi, that's the only place. Sorry, we're short today. We'll pick up on next Tuesday. It's 9.03. Have an amazing, good, a good, uh, good Chodesh.